0: Yo yo, what's up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the All Things Bengals Podcast with yours truly B Things and the homie Bengals Drake. Drake, what's going on, my guy?
1: Nothing much, bro. Um, let's see. So we are now four days away from football. Preseason. Still. Oh my football. gosh, we got football this week.
0: We got a fucking game. Yep. Oh, but wait, I thought we were five Sundays away from football.
1: There's a guy at work. He's a Browns fan apparently, and he. I, I asked him. I was like, "So you ready for a night?" And he was like, "What?" I was like, "Oh no!" Nah. I was like preseason. He was like, he was like, "Oh no!" He was like, "I don't, I don't care about preseason." I was like, "Oh." That hurts my
0: feelings, dog. And it's like, damn, you don't love watching motherfucking number eighty-nine on the roster, huh? Those guys but- matter too. Nah, easy.
1: <laughs> what what's up? I said DTR going crazy. <laughs>
0: Dude, he did he looked nice, but come on. I mean, fourth right. string quarterback, like what are we talking about? Like Zach Wilson <laughs> looked butt cheeks literally on his second play. Like I'm not kidding you, bro. I stopped watching the Zach Wilson drive after he fucking did a s he did a spin move in an open pocket.
1: Bro, they were
0: this <laughs> He's an idiot.
1: They were dead-ass praising him. I'm not even lying. They thought he, he had the improvements that they were willing to see. Like, yeah, he
0: he did do some good stuff. Um, you know, I didn't expect us to be inspecting the, the production of year three. Pre- <laughs> starter Zach Wilson, but here we are anyways. Um, look, he, he played well. He did. But, like, I think with the very little sample size I watched him and Completely respecting that. I'm not an expert on him. But the little bit I observed, um, the way he navigated through the pocket was still really concerning, dude. The developmental process, like his processing when the pocket collapses is so fucking bad. Like, it showed against backups, dog. Like, I get it. Shit's miscombobulated. You're just getting back on the field again. I mean, you already lost yourself mentally. You've kind of lost yourself all along being in a tough market, losing your job to a clear predecessor that they are all clamoring over and not you. I get it, but, yeah, man, it's going to take them some time. But, um, I mean, shit, Trevor Simeon won't be struggling like that. I can promise you that.
1: Oh, Trevor Hemian. Trevor. Trevor Hemian.
0: Trevor Hemmy. Listen, bro, so um, we got to get to the fun stuff, right, pre-episode? You have one thing in particular. You're like, b things, we gotta hit this top 100." I got some beef. What? What's the beef you got, bro?
1: <sighs> I think a lot of people got this beef. I think it's a popular opinion amongst the Bengals community. I think amongst um, other fan bases too. Like I have told you about the Chiefs troll. He, I mean, he agreed that the Jalen Hurts over, over Joe Burrow was disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Hey, hey! You know what's funny? Listen, here's the funniest part. I'll add quickly, then you can continue to roll. Jalen Hurts knows that's ridiculous. That's all I'll say.
1: I, I just, I don't understand. And the, the reason why is like, okay, the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. I get it. He led them there, fourteen and three. Blah blah. The Eagles had the easiest schedule last year of any NFL team in the league they had the easiest schedule and I get it. You led them you led them to a Super Bowl run. But Joe Burrow did it the year prior and he led a four eleven and one team. And I know there was an Eagles fan that tried to point out, well Jalen Hurts led the four eleven and one Eagles to the playoffs. I said Joe Burrow led the four eleven and one Bengals to the Super Bowl. And yeah, and they he-
0: got mopped by fucking thirty to Tom Brady. Yeah, we remember that shit.
1: Right, right. So I'm just thinking, like, this guy did way more, in my opinion, no bias, did way more in year two, you know, going to the Super Bowl, and then gets ranked 21st? 21st, Drake. 21st. And you got Jalen Hurts, a guy who did the same thing pretty much, but later. Can I
0: add this a little bit too? Then you can continue to cook. Yeah. Just look at the O line disparagement. Look at the di- look at the difference in O line quality. He literally oh. had one of the greatest O lines that this league has seen in the two thousand since the fucking turn of the century. All right. Yeah. I mean, literally a top fucking offensive line. Joe Burrow had the worst fucking offensive line in Super Bowl history, unequivocally. It's unparalleled. See? And I mean it. It's a joke. It's it's truly a joke, man. Like I don't I don't even know what to say about it. it it's it's definitely a fucking joke.
1: And, and even if even if oh, the- and
0: also he missed two games, by the way, which is the big thing on why Jamar Chase was ranked at thirty nine because he missed five games, right? TJ right. Reader didn't make the top one hundred because he missed six games, right? Oh, Jalen misses two games, so he's still at number what three? Yeah, it's it's pathetic, bro.
1: Yeah, and it's just simple, you know. When you look at last year and then you look at this year, I just I think I think if anything, respectfully, those guys should have been swapped. It should have been Burrow, you know, at three because if you get in a situation right, and I'm not going to indulge in the would ifs too much, but if Joe Burrow wins that game in the AFC Championship, then wins the Super Bowl, correct? Mm-hmm. You're not you're not putting. Jalen Hurts over Patrick Mahomes because Jalen Hurts went to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? That's not happening. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, rightfully so. If that happened, Joe Burrow would be the number one player voted in the league because he would be tied with Mahomes and Rings. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that would be, you know, that's a big what if. But it's just like when you compare that, like you're not going to put Pat or you're not going to put Jalen Hurts over Patrick Mahomes. So, even that. It was disrespectful. But I, I I like it, though, because a lot of stuff came out today. You had that, right? I know Joe Burrow's going to find that disrespectful. And I know he's going to want to come for that one. You know what I mean? So you look at that. And then the remarks today, and we, we can talk about it in a sec. I, I want to get your opinion more mm-hmm. on this Joe Burrow thing. But just some of the remarks that were made today, I think – a lot of this stuff, Jamar being at you know thirty nine, um, Hendrickson, in my opinion, uh, you know that was that was a good spot for him. But I agree. But when you look at Jamar and Joe, those guys are gonna take that shit personal this year.
0: JJ at number two, it's they're
1: I mean. gonna, I'm telling you, bro. They're gonna Jamar and Joe are gonna take that personal, and I, they're gonna want to be at, at some point one and two. You know what I mean on that list. Yeah that's what you hope for but yeah what what's your opinion i know you just gave the the offensive line analysis which honestly i i didn't even put that into perspective but mix that with you know a pro bowl defense yeah so, like it, you know what i mean like it, it just in my opinion doesn't doesn't make sense even if the players voted on it
0: yeah bro i mean look overall I, it just doesn't really matter. You know, oh, I, I, I don't really care. Um, but, of course, you know, for the topic of conversation, yeah, bro, it's what I said. Like, and, and as you were adding no bias, there's crystal clear rationality to give more of, you know, to lean more on the side of Joe Burrow. Because of the praise that they gave Jalen Hurts for his ability to run. Is Jalen Hurts more accurate than Joe Burrow? No. Is his deep ball better than Joe Burrow? Mm, even. Arm strength, maybe a little bit better than Joe Burrow's. Okay. Vision? <laughs> not even close. IQ? No. Not Joe Burrow's. And it's good IQ, by the way. So that, that, like That's not me, but nobody is Joe Burrow. That's why Joe Burrow's fucking Joe Burrow. He's right. on another planet. Mahomes isn't like him. Allen? Nobody in the brain. Nobody. So that's not there. Hmm okay so what was the supporting cast around him gotcha joe burrow must have been carried by them great receivers right not like jalen hurts had a phenomenal fucking weaponry around him good running backs that ran for fucking fifty thousand touchdowns set a record or something like most rushing touchdowns like 40 in a season um oh yeah and of course the o-line is just the biggest thing um yeah, dude, there's a lot of rationales to support on why Joe Burrow should have been higher. Um, and Jamar, clearly, you know, he's one of the most talented guys in football. But beyond that, bro, nah, you know, it, it is what it is. It's it's clear that they base it off of production during the past season. Completely understand. But it's odd how that list shows that it's flipped to curate to other guys where, because Jalen Hurts can run, better <laughs> because he can't trust himself to navigate through a pocket. Oh yeah, well I guess he can because it's wide fucking open eighty percent of the time he drops back. So, it, yeah, bro, I I won't even go to a spiel anymore. But you know, it, it is what it is on that.
1: Yeah, but like I said, I think I think Joe and Jamar, you know, even though in, in the broad perspective of things it really doesn't matter but Mm -hmm. i think that you know jamar he felt like he wasn't where he wanted to be at or felt like he was supposed to be at he made that known he said you know they're basically saying you know people on social media they know what's up like you know talking about yeah we we know what's up about that so the -hmm. fact is those guys they're going to come out this year and they're going to they're going to wind up taking over the league more than what they did in the rookie year. In my opinion, I think year 3 oh, yeah. Would be a crazy year because now you're at the point where you can't just solely rely on taking the deep ball away, especially if the Bengals establish a run game this year. That's, That's it. One thing. But besides that, man, the other comments that came out today, Odell Beckham, right? I think I think that was crazy, especially the fact that it was two ago two years ago and you're on a team now that you play the Bengals in week two and to put it in basically odell said today or it came out today uh that you know odell said if he he played in that super bowl the game plan was for him and that i guess he was gonna put up 15 catches 250 plus yards and beat the Bengals, forty-two to seventeen. Apparently, in the Super Bowl, I, I guess after his first half, he was gonna put up like two hundred yards in the second half. I think he was. I think they were just gonna run the score. Yeah, the yeah, home.
0: exactly. Yeah, that that would have been super easy. Um, I mean, it it's obviously egregious. Um, I mean, look, some of the rationale, like. I get a couple of angles. Okay. The Bengals were selling out. Lou was selling out to not have Cooper Cup, the triple crown, the guy who got fucking 350 targets in a season to not destroy you in the Super Bowl. Got it. Completely understand. <laughs> and Odell was likely going to be able to beat even a, you know, hampered Odell coming off an ACL that wasn't connected. Nice, super confident, obviously led to what it did. Um, to destroy Mike Hilton. Look, he caught two passes for fifty four yards. Okay, fifty-four yards, two passes, pretty good. Obviously touchdown. Uh he was doing good, but like okay. It didn't happen that way. Like what? You know what I mean? Like it so for me personally, of course Bengals fans can feel any way they about it, you know, any way they feel about it, like it don't matter, dude. You guys won. Should have, could have, woulda. You tore your ACL twice against the Bengals. That's a weird stat that I do remember. No, I'm not praying on his demise to get a third one. Um,
1: that is crazy, bro. That's actually crazy. That's I, I didn't even. I, I feel like you've said something about that on the podcast a while back, but I. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. yeah, bro. It, and and you know, it, it actually made me want to add another quick point, and, and I'd like to hear your point on it. I won't make this too long here. That. Um, a bit more, you know, energy is starting to fly, you know, a bit more. That's an understatement. A lot more energy is starting to fly between the fan bases and Twitter spaces, interaction and stuff. And, um, a, a lot of them just really dismiss the Bengals. Um, and it's funny, but I I've gotten involved in a couple of spaces that are a lot more fan base, uh, or team, uh, variety. Not just Bengals AFC North, and um, it is cripplingly obnoxious for me personally. Uh, so I, I don't go into them. In, uh, I don't go in there much, but they're just really not acknowledging the Bengals, and it's weird, and it's funny for those that do. It it's just I've realized how simple it is that okay, you're saying all that sh- you know you're shit, right? Right, but just wait till you have to play me right. Then your tune's going to change. You know what I mean? So it's almost like, I don't see, I don't care anymore. Like I know how you're going to feel chiefs fan that wants us dead, you know, because I love throwing it in their fucking face of how we ripped their heart out because they didn't know it was going to be us. Right. We did it again and again and again. And, and they act like we're not shit. And that's for a lot of the teams. And it's like, We'll see your tune when you yeah. play us. It'll be a lot different.
1: Yeah. I I agree with that one hundred percent. And that's that's basically what Mike Hilton said today. Mike Hilton, you know, he they were they asked him about it and he basically he's into spaces. said
0: Huh? He's in the spaces for sure.
1: <laughs> he literally said he was like he's like, We'll see him week two. You know what I mean? Well, like it, it, it's that simple. And he, he said that about uh
0: uh Odell, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I got so confused. That's so funny. I, he, we see the Rams week three. Part of me got confused. Gotcha. Yeah. I forgot he played on the Ravens, you know. Just so, not have been irrelevant for a while. So.
1: And that's what's so wild about the take is that the Bengals, I, I quite frankly remember the Bengals beating the Ravens 41-17. to 17. So I was thinking, like, does this guy even know the team – He's on right now and he's talking. Oh, like it, it just it made no sense when I, when I saw the quote. I was like, is this real? Like, is
0: this That's so funny, bro? Yeah, you should have posted the scoreboard. And be like, wait, are you talking about this game? Oh, gotcha. Oh, oh, like, oh, you meant I see stats here of 200 yards in a 41 17 blowout against your team. Oh, I'm sorry, but that was Jamar Chase. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Dude, I, I may have to post that. That's kinda of
1: funny. You might have to post that because that it's just like I, I don't think he, he understands. I think the Ravens, it's gonna be AFC North football. I think the Ravens are gonna be a good team, but in the end, man, it, it's number nine. That that's really all it is. Number nine, number one, all of that. Nine to one, no part time. I forgot who said that.
0: Like, yeah, Zim or something. I love that, bro. That's so slick. And same with the nine-to-five, not your typical Mm. nine-to-five. That shit goes hard, bro. All right, dude. So, you know, we hit on a lot of the uh, media-driven stuff as a lot of it's ramping up. Let's go ahead and get back into some of the nitty-gritty of camp. So what are some of the standouts as of today and the updates, Drake?
1: I mean, I feel like over the last few days – it's been Andre Yosevich. I think he's really been raising his stock since Charlie, oh. since Charlie Jones went down. He um, you know, was
0: back today, by the way,
1: Mr. Charlie Jones. And who, guess who, was still standing out, Mr. Andre Yosevich. So I think I think he's one guy that's really, really uh, surprising people right now. Um, and I, I think me and you and a lot of the guys like Eric that that liked Andre. I think we kind of – we knew what he had. It's just like we want to see it out on the field. We want to see it in front of us. And we'll get to see that in the preseason. But like I said, over the last – Wednesday, bro. Yeah. Yeah, Wednesday. <laughs> right. You're right. Wednesday. So, man, that's going to be fun, bro. I think I think the Bengals, Bengals might have something there. Because Charlie Jones, bro, he looked – his fucking footwork in the end zone today. When I saw him run around just him, I was like, "Wow, this dude is gonna cook. Pe- he's gonna slice and dice people up. Like he really is. It's, it doesn't matter if you're a, it, you could just be one of those guys that you know aren't expecting it. I feel like he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna put up some stats this year. And it's interesting because I know we've talked about the Trent Irwin, wide receiver four, you know, in the way he's been able to produce and camp thus far, but that's gonna be interesting, bro. Because I saw today, or no, that that's a different position. I'm sorry, um, but that's gonna be interesting to see. Like, man, like the way Irwin's impacts. Irwin almost had, you know, 500 receiving yards last year. That I, I could see something realistic with Charlie. You know, get getting some, getting some real production out there. You know, and, and showing what he can do. Because the Bengals, the Bengals are gonna have to see him out there, you know, especially with Boyd coming into a contract year, they're going to have to see some Charlie Jones out there. They're going to have to really see him. You know, that that might be it. You know, there might be games where Boyd Boyd gets, you know, split snaps. You know, it's not going to be like, I'm saying like 50-50, you know, anything crazy like that. But you still Mm want to see that guy out there. And Charlie Jones, he's another guy that I think has, you know, his stock – those two receivers, bro, we expected it, right? I think a lot of us that know this, we kind of expected it. But you know, some people probably honed in, like, "Wow, who, who the hell are these guys?" But those guys, uh, DJ Ivy, I think he's he's been, you know, still up there. You know, you can't really can't really complain too much about DJ Ivy. Um, Turner, Turner's, you know, been having a good camp. I think there's been some. Some people, you know, a little a little scared about, you know, him high pointing and, and being able to stop some things. But I you know, that might just be, you know, his first first NFL season has put on put on a little more muscle, but I think he's a guy that, you know, he'll be fine. He'll be fine in that role that that he has. Um I think today on K Adams, they uh, projected the starters. They had I know a lot of people, you know, been talking about this, but they had Dax Hill at strong safety and Nick Scott at you know free safety, and I think that's what a lot of people are you know yeah. starting to believe now, you know, it's going to happen. Which, man, it's it's interesting, right? Because I think with Von Bell's position, there was limitations, right? Speed, you know, certain things like that. Where he was, you know, he he was electric. You know, he he would make plays, but he was limited in some ways. And the Bengals having a freak of nature athlete out there playing that position, that's going to be, that's going to be fun to watch. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. we haven't heard much, much on the safeties. I think a lot of people, you know, haven't really heard much on the safeties. I know Jordan battle got a pick today in one-on-ones. So that was, that was good to see. Right. You know, we haven't heard much about Jordan battle Um, D line, Think, you know, stock-wise, I think guys are up to par. I know Cam Sample, Cam Sample's been, you know, standing out here lately. A lot of people are talking about Cam Sample. Could it be? Looks a good. Cam Sample breakout season. So that one, that one's interesting. I think his stock's rising. That that's a guy you're gonna want to see in the preseason. You know, if he's you know showing these flashes, um, mm-hmm. in training camp, you, you definitely want to see that for those 3 games.
0: Bro, this is the craziest thing. I I've just realized this.
1: <laughs>
0: this team, well, I just realized this to this extent. This team is literally I mean this literally overflowing with quality talent. Yes, they cannot start enough quality players. They do they don't have enough spots available on the field for it. Yeah. Like to, to to backtrack with where the convo started, Charlie Jones, one word, ready. The yeah. kid's ready. He's so sharp. His feet, bro, like you said, he's so agile. He's so quick with his feet. And it's a really interesting thing because listen to this. There's a big difference with this. And I can attest to this because I am, like, certainly not to talk about myself much here, but, like, I am not that fast straight line speed. I've got fine straight line speed. I will cut you the fuck up because I'm pretty agile. That is Charlie Jones. His footwork is so fast, but he's not that fast straight line. He's pretty fast. He's not Andre Yosovash fast. While on the other hand, AO is not that agile with his feet right now. I don't know if maybe he's holding a bit more weight than he wants to. Um, I don't know exactly what that looks like for him, but there're different types of players that are both showing out in their individual ways and where it comes back to like or to really top off with each group I could run through it's the positions are just overflowing with talent like Charlie is so going to be ready next year whether we like it or not you know god forbid some drastic you know setback occurs like this right. is going to be ready bro And it's like, look, that definitely don't want to indulge on 2024, but you keep DJ and you keep T. That seems like a guy that could be on the outside looking into a starter in TB, you know, because of how good he is, how much he can easily get 10, 12, even 14 million for a couple years. You know, man, maybe not. That's a bit high, but nonetheless, you know, a predecessor, um, Ayo, N- not to go too down the rabbit hole uh, with him, but you know, obviously because we've identified his game more than almost anybody. Um, <clears throat> and look, dude, he's exactly what the fuck we thought. What did we say, bro? So much traits. He's going to wow people. He's raw. What has he shown? So many traits. He's so athletic, but he's raw. It's just going to take some time, bro. Like I think. There's a cup. There's two things that really stand out to me and I'm going to get X's and O'sy like real nitty gritty with wide receivers. So just bear with me. Like I'm thinking you look at guys like T Mike Williams, some top 50, 50 ballers in this league. Obviously a six round pick out of fucking Princeton's not going to do that. Most likely. I I really want to see AO be better. Um, have better pop at the catch point because a prime example to explain is simply if you watch the good deep ball catch against Drago today, that is a three and a half, four inch difference. Drago got almost his entire head higher than AO did on the jump. That's not all right. I don't think it should be like that. That's me personally. And the reason I'm saying that, I know that may sound overly critical, but the reason why I'm overly critical with it is because we know he's fully capable of doing it. Like, fully. That's why he's raw right now. And I'm just thinking of when this guy can get some pop up top. What I call it, like, really be able to set yourself up for when you're running around at full speed to get that pop to moss people. You've got the height. You you were a fucking heptap, heptath, whatever the fuck you call it, heptathlete. Like, you destroyed fucking ten records, you know, for track in different sports, like, you are fully capable of this thing, like, and if he can get a bit quicker a feet in and out of its brakes, dude, this kid's gonna be a problem. Like to wrap it up macro. Charlie can be a problem. Ayo, these are these of course it's always, you know, high projections, you know, for guys. This guy can be great. Seriously, dude, if these kids, if Charlie as we expect to get this position to be a predecessor to TB in 2024 or 25, and AO gets it right in the next 24 months, dude, this receiving court is going to be... You... I don't even know what you do with them. You may have to offload talent you have so fucking much. You know? Like, the talent is everywhere, bro. And last quick thing. I know I'm going on a long tangent. Cam Sample is turning the fuck up dude like i i have not paid attention enough to him but here's a macro thing i won't get x's nose nitty-gritty like i did with Theo just now think of this bro who turned up at the end of last year not just osai carter and sample it's all translated bro i'm not saying it's it's uber predictable no matter what they're all gonna be formidable rotational guys maybe starters but dude i mean this O line They ain't no Sanchez now. We know that. Great. Finally, for how many fucking years, bro, did we go through camp figuring out, hmm, is our defensive line like truly elite or is our offensive line just that fucking dumpster? Hmm, it was this latter, unfortunately. They were just so bad. Every defensive line looked good. We know this offensive line is formidable. This defensive line is still eating, bro. Like, And Cam's sample is causing a lot of chaos. More talent overflowing there. Because I don't know, you got a fucking $10 million starter at 3 Tech and BJ Hill.
1: Yeah.
0: You got a fucking all world pass rusher and Trey Hendrickson, an all world run stopping edge defender and Sam Hubbard. And oh, yeah, the best nose tackle in football and DJ Reader. Like, y'all hearing this? This is crazy shit, dude. And like, people are just like, and, and I'm kind of bringing this up for the sake of hype, or whatever. I'm not indulging on this much, but like, and people are like, oh, yeah, you guys are all right. Your defense is all right, like bitch. Oh. I'm a fucking. I will. Lou's gonna have you put up three points, motherfucker. I right. can't wait to see some of these teams, bro.
1: Man, I, I 100% agree with you, bro. I think I think Cleveland's gonna be a fun one. I really do.
0: Oh yeah, bro. I can't wait to go up the little shitville. Because i, oh, I, I shitville Browns.
1: I know BK was thinking. You know, thinking that they, they're going to go, what, 12 and four or 12 and five or some shit? I,
0: yeah. I mean, shit, bro. Probably in the Brown space, he probably said like 14 or three or so, but he's a character, man. I mean, look, yeah. they are a good team, you know, but it is what it is. And, um, you know what, we will refrain from doing today intentionally because oh, okay. of how much we talked about it is yeah. talking about for the questions that when you just mentioned week one, Drake. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, man, what if Burrow doesn't play? Guys.
1: I'm going to take
0: myself. I assured everybody in the space today with this, and I'm glad they caught on because, of course, the talk started making heat again. It started, you know, getting hot in the, in the space again. And I was like, here's the fucking unequivocal truth. Has there been any updates on Joe's injury being worse than it was initially reported? No. It is a fucking grade one calf strain. All right. Like, we talked about it at Nausea, bro. The propagation, the propagation, the propagation. Like, Joe's injury has not fucking changed. It is a tweaked calf. He's okay. All right. Like
1: it, It's because, like, I, I think, like, no, it's because no one has seen him. Like, I feel like no one's seen him go to his car. No one's, he's just been totally, like, incognito. And pe- I mean, he's actually been in the locker room. Oh, you no, know? for sure, yeah, shit like that, yeah, for sure, but I'm saying, like, fan-wise, like, you know, nobody has seen So yeah. It's just like, oh, my God, like, is he it, okay? I've, I've got the, I've gotten so many questions. I think... Oh, gosh, dude. So... Every, everyone comes to me, especially my family and people that I know, you know, close, they just, they come to me like, oh, is he okay? Like,
0: <laughs> Exactly, bro. Yeah, like, and I even had that moment. I mean, we've talked about this personally, you know, off air as well. And, and that's obvious, you know, for both everybody listening, you know, obviously me and Drake run the page, you know, Bengals personalities, you know, like and 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 understandably. So, and and we certainly enjoy that for all of you guys to see us as that outlet, you know, Hey, you have insight, Drake. Hey, you have insight, B things. What's X, Y, Z looking like, but, Yeah, it's like after a while when it's already straining in and of itself and we don't have all the answers. Yeah, bro. Like to get off topic a bit, like when Joe had the catastrophic knee injury in 20, like my sister texted me asking me if I was okay. Like she was like, bro, I was worried about you before Joe Burrow. Like it, so it gets overwhelming when turmoil like this happens and it gets obviously fucking frustrating and funnily so. Jamar's made that known as well. Like, you (laughs) got to blow up everything out of proportion, and I'm kind of fucking with y'all now because, like, look at what you're making this. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, bro, so, um, I mean, shit, we ran through, uh, I guess we could talk about, um, well, I mean, we already talked about DJ Ivy a bit, uh, Turner. um, um, You know, a guy, a couple guys, actually, I could say, that are turning up. Uh, Because I noticed it turned a lot of heads when I made a tweet uh, probably four or five days ago about uh, who my slumper was, who my low-key impressor was, and who the star or Cinderella was of camp. And the slumper was Miles Murphy. And and I added the context of not because he was playing bad, but because he was kind of invisible. And being the first-round pick, you don't want to see your first-round pick invisible in camp. Obviously, all of us understand good pass rushers, good blah, 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 blah. He has turned up. He has looked really good, bro. And same with Jordan battle. So guys that were low key are really starting to impress in camp.
1: Yeah. I I agree with you, bro. I think like like I think I said on last last episode, you know, it's just really fun to see from picks one to seven just the, the hype built around all of them because they all have ceilings. You know what I mean? They might be raw in the talent, but they all have high ceilings, in my opinion, and and, and higher
0: floors. I think is an under under heralded thing there as well. Yeah. Like you're absolutely right, but it's like, look, these dudes have high floors because of, of course, what they achieved in college, but what they can contribute to this specific scheme and system.
1: Yeah, I mean, even even the sixth round pick, the punter, bro, he's been making some noise here lately. You know the the hang time was crazy today i really like the way he you know game one said it he punted from his own 15 pinned it in the nine or something like that like it was it was wow
0: dude i mean
1: And, and the hang time bro the hang time is like bro special teams is gonna have all day to get down there
0: exactly wow i mean that's incredible then all of a sudden, this is a very interesting thought I just thought of. Of course, I mean, how much merit is uh Darren Simmons putting into this? Probably not a ton, but as it's already a pretty uh tight um it's probably a, it's already a pretty tough scenario with how you're gonna handle, you know, staying and as being the gunner. If you have yeah. so much hang time, it's easier to get down there. Yeah. And how important is that effect? A- elite gunner you hope to be able to get that work from ao which you know i'll add in kind of the double dip wrapping it back with you know brad robbins production aos i've seen i saw him getting a lot of work today at the gunner spot really Kinda talked about yep i talked about it pre-camp bro like i really feel like it's going to be a big big part of aos um ability to get on the field in 23 is to become that gunner and as he would become that gunner, as Stan's job would be completely replaced, we know he has practically zero usage on on the outside as a pass catcher. We know it, um, which is still just so crazy to me how he caught that fucking touchdown pass in the Bills playoff game. I and mean, called back for a penalty,
1: but you know, and I think thing with Stanley is he he'll find a job, you know, whether it's New England or you know anywhere. Oh yeah he'll find a job and yeah, I think I, I agree with you. I think they have to, they, you know, drafting two rookies, right. You know, that Jones is probably going to get some playing time, but yeah, to, to see some, see some field, especially him being young, you know, they can, they can, if there's going to be growing pains, right. At first, just like any rookie, but you know, some guys like that they they develop into the gunner role, and unless they're just completely got awful. But he's got the speed, like you pointed out. Ayo's got the speed. You know, it's just you know the matter if if he can do that role on the field. Yep. Yeah, that that'll yep. that'll be different. But like I said the, the Brad Robbins stuff correlating that with that, like that makes sense. Like you know how how important is it, right? Are, am I gonna take the guy? Put the guy on the team because he, you know, he's a gunner solely. Or I have a guy that you know, there's going to be growing pains, but he can still get the job done. And now he's so raw, he's also got the ability of outside, you know, and stuff like that. So I think, mm-hmm. I think AO, AO's gonna have have an ability. And we we pointed out in the podcast with him, he's gonna have a chance, you know, in the preseason to to really make a name for himself. You know, fans are already are, you know, hyped over these two rookie receivers. But Oh, shit.
0: Yeah, bro, I- I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, you're good. We, we got to shout him out for the fucking good morning football. Dude. I mean, that's a big deal, bro. Like, so for anybody yeah. that didn't see it, um, you obviously heard it, me and Drake's voice just now. Like, Andre Yosevash was um, – y- you know what? You, you could kind of take this away because I forgot. What was the segment called? Like, I think you texted me about it.
1: Um, It was – ten guys uh damn how did i forget that it was it was basically ten guys that will i'm actually going to look it up here um because I, I i thought it was really really interesting that he was on this list you know especially when when you look at guys like charlie jones and, and stuff like that i think i think it's interesting that he made the list for this because who was uh you know Justin Ross was on this list as well but mm-hmm. i think i think this was this was cool that Andre got recognition it's Peter's preseason 10 to pool 4 so mm. yeah i think i think that was that was really cool i think you said what was it peter said that you know it's probably the first time in history at 7am what did you say
0: <laughs> yeah yeah peter uh made the comment like we are definitely the first group of people to commend Andre Yosovash as an NFL player at seven in the morning. <laughs> like, so yeah, definitely some uh, new, you know, adaptations for everybody. You know, to um, have this guy, you know, slowly but surely put itself on the map. You know, I just want to put something in respect uh, perspective, really quick. I want to gather yeah. some numbers here. This is just what's really cool. Like to get, you know, what? Nah, we'll subtract. Um, I'm, I'm just thinking in my head here really quick. We'll subtract three, f- 500. The reason why I'm calculating really quick is because I calculated every player that's in the league right now. And it's about, about 3000 players, Ninety ninety 90 man roster, lots of guys. And I subtracted like 500 because of course you got stars. For them to include Andre out of a group of twenty four hundred players, yeah, is pretty cool. Like, it, that's just a really cool thing, man. So, um,
1: I, I agree with you. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see us this, this preseason. Uh, you know, the first the first preseason game, right? I'm luckily gonna be out there. You know, seeing Trevor Hemian, and seeing Dr- Jake uh, Browning out there. You know legend john Ross, is quarterback in college so that's gonna be fun to see bro it's definitely definitely gonna be fun I, like i said i think this is one of the more fun preseasons that we had just because there's exciting guys like dj ivy and you got the cam samples it, you know guys that could probably be starting you know on crappy teams you know if we're talking about that like the jalen davis you know slot corner guy like that um but the receivers the receivers are going to be fun i want to see is it is it sheldrick jackson or whatever the guy that ran like a 4-2 something crazy i want to yep. see it in the preseason that'll be that'll be fun to Ooh, see
0: no doubt bro uh, Bo Jackson's i, I think
1: there's gonna be like that one guy right in my opinion one two guys similar to um you know what happened last year with you know, the receiver in the defensive end can't remember their names off the top of my head. Darius Hodge, Darius Hodge. And then who was the, who was the, receiver? uh,
0: Kendrick Pryor last year then Alan George or kind of the Cinderella's of preseason.
1: Yeah. So like, I feel like there's going to be like one of those guys, like maybe at the receiver position deep or the running back position, something like that, where I think a guy will pop off and stand out, but, probably won't make the roster, you know what I mean? Won't, won't, probably will get picked off from, you know, another team if we try to place him, you know, or if he goes through waivers or something like that. So that'll be interesting, you know, like guys like Jack Quizpatrick Patrick and, and people like that. I could definitely see a guy popping off here in the preseason, whether it's, you know, Sheldrick Jackson or, you know, any of these guys, it's going to be fun. I wonder, I wonder how, how they're going to feel, you know, in this first game. Just depending on Charlie's status and how he feels, and obviously he got back out there today, but just to see him on like kick and punt returns, I think that'll be interesting mm-hmm. in the preseason. Yeah, because percent that, that Brad Robbins punt, the one where you know he pinned it back deep, that was that was Charlie Jones back there. So yeah, I want to. I know Darren Simmons. Darren Simmons gonna have fun, right? He's gonna have you know he's gonna be able to look at Andre as a gunner. He's gonna be able to look at uh, Charlie on the you know returning side he's got a rookie punter you know he, he's gonna have some fun here in the preseason for sure
0: no doubt bro I mean it's so exciting it's so fun that it's here and and uh one little note before we head out here um bro today I saw the craziest fucking layout from Chris Evans it was on a um fuck what do they call the position it's like it's the dude in the two point well really a typical stance, like a running back stance. Yeah. Um fuck, it, it may be the flanker or something on uh special teams, punt. You know, baby shit, whatever. You know what I mean? Like uh where Geo the running backs typically stand behind. For some reason the, the position's name is escaping me, but um bro. And I, uh Ken Keandre Jones was the one that was attempting rushing. Dude, Chris Evans laid him the fuck out, bro. Really it blew me away, dude. Like I, I was in the space just chilling. Practice was about to end, and like, ah, dude, I was like, holy fuck! It's like, who the fuck was that? And he just made it look effortless, effortless, man. And, um, dude, I am still certainly not wanting to die on you know the chris evans hype obviously it seems far far gone yeah but man it it just kind of gave me that split moment of this is such a damn good football player that we just so wish could get it right man i i who knows you know he had the great preseason last year um yeah man you know just just who knows it we'll go ahead and wrap it up um This will be our last episode, you know, uh, Monday night. We're recording pretty much midnight. Uh, I am driving all day Wednesday, my people. Um, I'm going down to Hilton Head, South Carolina, which is a bummer because I would so be at the fucking joint practice, bro. I'm pissed, but (laughs) down there to have a great time. Um, Dude, so we won't be back till the joint practice. And before we know it, we'll be talking uh, some post-game analysis, bro.
1: Yes, sir. It's going to be... (laughs) It's going to be fun for sure. Can't wait. Football's back. Let's get it, man. We're literally, let's see now, I guess in two days, we'll be um, officially a month away from week one. Mm.
0: Oh, my gosh, bro. That's fucking awesome. It's going to fly by. I mean, you know, a month at a time always flies by. And um, can't wait, bro. I mean, think about it. Like, in, in, I guess another one for me. A little perspective because I'm like super incremental with my time. I'm like, oh, like this specific thing means X, Y, Z time away from X, Y, (laughs) Z thing. Like one I'm thinking about is we are 17 days away or 18 days away from preparing for our week one opponent because we have the two week break. Remember, it's kind of like a bye week, you know, last preseason game, week off, weekend off, next weekend. So I that's kind of a little stepping stone for me, too. And for that will be a snap.
1: Yeah, I mean that that two weeks might feel kind of dreaded too, though, because it's like oh, oh yeah,
0: no, <laughs> no doubt, bro. I mean, it's especially with how Week One transpired last year, but we won't indulge on that. Exciting times, guys. Um, yes. Fun camp, fun players, guys balling out. Lots of hype around here. Lots of maybe disrespect around here, or you know, upon our team. And we are here for it all. We're here to give you guys the updates. Been uh, recording a lot of content. Um, I don't plug it a lot, but, uh, you know, give us an honest review, preferably five-star. Uh, if you think I'm dog shit, just please stop listening, like unsubscribe. Uh, don't leave a one-star review, please. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, guys, you know, keep keep listening to the show. Yes, sir. Who day. let's get it. All right. Drake, bro, I'll talk to you later. I'll see you, bro. Peace. Yeah.